0: Hello, and welcome. This is Self-Control, How to Build a Better Life, the podcast that inspires you to take control of your mind and your mindset to go forward and build the life that you want to live. I'll never tell you how to live, how to think, how to act, but I want to share with you things that have improved my life going forward in the hopes that you can employ some of these things too. Now, I... I kind of got ahead of myself, to be frank. I want to spend some time talking about journaling. I think journaling is the number one thing that has allowed me to improve my life in the last four or five years. Now, I spoke about it a little bit in an earlier episode, and I actually have already recorded a second episode about journaling specifically, but I think I need to back it up because I need to realize that I'm likely speaking to folks who, who don't journal. And so you might look at it as a task that is hard to start. And that's, that's quite fair. I started, well, I was stoned when I started and I don't actually get stoned anymore, so there's, there's something in there, but I guess you could say I was at a time of free thinking and looking for ways to improve my life and journaling came to mind. Now I've always been someone that liked to write. I'm a storyteller by trade, I suppose, having got an arts degree and then moved into filmmaking and video production. And I understand that that may not be a part of your life, but I would say if you're looking for a better life, if you're looking to take steps to improve your life, consider at least taking control of your own story. And I will clarify what I mean here as we go forward. Now, journaling is also a very, I would say, affordable thing to start. You just need a, uh, like a notebook and a pen. And really what it takes, or the cost, I suppose, if you want to call it as such, is your time. And I don't think it necessarily has to be time-consuming beyond, let's say, half an hour a day. I personally like to do it in the morning. Simply just sit down, open up the book, and start writing. You may have to make time for it on your lunch break. You know, maybe you have kids. Maybe your evenings and your mornings are busy. I would say the first step would be to examine your routine as it is and see where you can carve out that half an hour to sit down and write. If you don't have half an hour in your life to take control of your story, um, there may be an issue with, with time management. And again, there's no judgment here. But I would say really, really look down at what you're doing and journaling helps with this, but to even find the half an hour to start is is step one. And then make that a routine, okay? If it's the morning, if you have to get up half an hour early, get up half an hour early. You got to stay up half an hour late. You got to maybe not take too much time on your lunch break eating. Make half an hour on your lunch break to write. And I, I, you know, someone told this to me, actually two people in two days in a row told me, if you want to improve things, if you want to grow, you have to push out of your comfort zone. So I'll tell that to myself and I hope you'll listen. If you want things that you don't have, you have to do things that you haven't done. And journaling is a very simple step forward in that direction. So again, number one, is to make it a routine. Find that time in your life to simply sit down with your notebook and your pen and write. And now, and fairly, you'd be wondering, well, what am I supposed to write? I'm not a writer, you know? I'm a computer programmer, I'm a welder, I'm a, I am ai work retail, I work in healthcare. Writing is not a part of my life. I, I didn't enjoy writing in school, and that's fair. I cannot understand that per se, but I can say I could understand why that might be the case. But let me just say that, um. Writing, I suppose, is a, is a very rewarding thing to do once you do it. And so when you say, I'm not a good writer, I would ask, well, how often do you write? You don't even have to worry about stringing sentences together first. The number one thing that I, I would say journaling can allow you to do is to track what I would call metrics. Metrics are simply ways of measuring the things that are important, things that are measurable, things that are quantifiable. For me personally, I, I track how long did I sleep each night, and I try to put a word or two to the quality of the sleep. Simply write at the very top of the page, top left-hand corner, right up on the, on the upper, upper margin, sleep, colon, or slept if you like, Well. p.m. to 5.30 p.m. or 5.30 a.m., Jesus, to 5.30 a.m. And then in brackets, approximately nine hours. Next, I track when did I eat. Like, I I partake in intermittent fasting, and that's something that I'll likely talk about going forward on the show. Um, I'm not a dietitian; I cannot recommend it for anybody. In fact, I've heard intermittent fasting may not be uh, the best move for women. I've heard that, and it's definitely not the way forward, I don't think, if you're looking to build muscle. Um, And so anyways, this may not be as important to you if you don't have a problem with your diet, but I like to track the window in which I ate. So simply ate, as in A-T-E, 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Next to that, I then put how long I fasted. So if I'm eating 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. regularly, that's a 16-hour fast. Another thing I like to track, and I'm not sure why, but it's kind of fun. It's almost like a memory, a memory challenge, which journaling is that. The weather. How was the weather when you woke up? How was the weather throughout the day? And how was the weather when you went to bed? Just a few lines, just a few words. You could simply write weather, AM, cloudy, cold. PM, clearing, still cold. At night, clear, very cold. Sounds like winter in Canada. Some other things that, that I choose to track pretty regularly, uh, my consumption of any sort of, let's say, illicit substances, that whether that's booze, nicotine, uh, marijuana. That's not something I partake in anymore. Um, I don't know if you're into any sort of psychedelics. I just think, again, you wonder why, but it's like as much data as you can collect on yourself, the better, especially in hindsight when you can then go back and say, well, geez, I... I drank like four or five beers every day. I drank four or five beers every Friday. And then I would drink again on Saturday, and then come Monday I was a miserable, you know. That's a very simple but very honest uh appraisal of what journaling will do for you. It allows you to see everything that you're doing and then the results that you're gaining. I also track exercise. You know, I'm not I don't do much exercise beyond walking and weightlifting, just Simply in those upper margins of the page, often you'll find that notebooks have a large upper upper line. There's a lot of room there to track these metrics, and and just track what's important to you. I mean, are you looking to lose weight? Do you weigh yourself in the morning? You know, track your weight. Are you are you someone that smokes cigarettes? Uh, how many cigarettes? If you're looking to reduce those, it wouldn't it be nice to see if you weren't reducing them, even though you thought you were, or vice versa? So use the upper margins of your notebook to track important metrics. I would say sleeping and eating and consumption would be up there. Uh, did you partake in any sexual activity and, and how did that end? Was was there orgasm or not? Now, these things, they're deeply personal. And again, you have to remember, no one is going to read this journal. So it's a chance for you to be as honest and frank as you can possibly be. Now, if you're looking for someone to read your journal, that might be a different issue. But again, I, I really have to stress the results that you get from journaling are directly proportionate to how honest and how frank and how consistent you are with it, as with many, many things. This is what I have found. So again, don't be afraid to track things that are trackable, right? Sleep, eat, weather, sex, consumption of substances, exercise, weight is a good one, I don't know, maybe you're on blood pressure medication and you you do a blood pressure measurement every day. Why not not log that, right? So again, very simple. Very simple to just sit down and write simple data points down. I'm not even asking you to tell a story or string sentences together at this point, please. Um, I'm not asking you to do anything. I'm just telling you sort of in a second or third person kind of rhetoric my approach to journaling. And I hope that if you're looking to build a better life, you'll you'll find it useful as well. Uh, Because I sit down and journal in the morning, I'm quite often, I come into the day, as I'm. what I mean to say is I come into the journal entry about halfway, meaning, put it to you this way, I get up in the morning and there's a half finished journal entry from the day before. So I finish off the preceding day. And then I turn the page and start the day that I'm in. So that's a bit confusing, but so let me put it to you this way. Because you're essentially starting from zero, you're, you're blessed to now. Open up that fresh notebook, get that pen that you like in your hand, feel it out, you know, maybe do some circles on the page. Get warmed up, get into the routine, get into the mindset of someone who's now telling their own story and simply ask yourself, how did I sleep last night? How did I sleep? Your journaling begins with your sleep. How did I sleep last night? Put a couple, put a sentence to that. I slept good. That's a start. Honestly, if that's all you got, that's a great start. Or you could say, I slept pretty well till about two in the morning when the dishwasher, which was plugged into the sink, if you're like me and you live in, well, my dishwasher plugs into the sink. It's a a portable dishwasher and it The hose blew off and the the faucet pissed water, the tap pissed water down the drain for three hours until I woke up and changed it, turned it off. So don't be afraid to write these things. Again, it may seem trivial, but it's not because you, you know, in some sense, it's not as important as other things in your life, but it's important to know what's going on and get into the habit of writing your story. So I slept all right till about 1am. Something woke me up. I got up, used the washroom, had a drink of water, went back to bed, slept pretty well until my wife left at 5 a.m. and woke me up. I laid there awake. Hell, you could, you could, you could spend a page writing about your sleep. And again, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say not to. I wouldn't say not to. Okay, so that's great. How did you sleep? We've, we've laid that out. Now, what were your earliest thoughts today? What was the first thing you thought? Could you even remember? So here's now where journaling is an invitation to focus and be mindful and think about what's going on in your life and in your mind at different times throughout the day. And quite often in the morning when we wake up, there's thoughts. You know, in, in, hopefully there's a, a renewed sense of peace and refreshment when we wake up. But there's also sometimes thoughts that have nagged us through the night, clearly. Write those down. Get them out into the light. And then simply from there on, what did you do? Write out your morning routine if you have one. Or if you are someone with a busy life, you've got family, you've got a job. Hey, I didn't have time to eat. I had to get the kids dressed, get them off to school. Then I had to get home. I had to have a meeting. And then, hey, don't be afraid to just blast through stuff that if life was happening at a fast pace, it almost begs to be written at a fast pace. So I should say at this point I'm I'm advocating a form of journaling that is very I would say the word is quotidian which is a a big fancy word that an arts major would use, but it's I don't want to say boring because it's not boring it's your life, but it's it's the day to day happenings it's the moment to moment what you did. Now I suppose there are other ways uh, to journal and I, I would not uh, look down on any other form of journaling if it were. Out there or presented to me, but I find that daily retelling of your life, even if it feels boring at first, well, there's an invitation to maybe make it interesting. It's like, okay, yeah, we blast through that. We got the kids to school. I got home, had my meeting. Then I had to run out and I had a coffee. You know, I had a coffee with uh, with a client. It's like, well, that's very interesting. You got to you got to do some very important things in your life, like manage your life and your family, and then you got to sit with somebody and have a coffee. Well. What was it like? Like, as you're walking into the coffee shop, slow down. What did it smell like? Were you happy to be there? Were you, were you bringing in the stress of the morning? Or were you, were you relieved that you got to meet your friend and sit down for a conversation? Or, your, or a client for a, a productive meeting, whatever that may be. But there is something in the routine, sitting down and retelling of your life that, that helps to combat anxiety. And if, if you're somebody that, that, that has anxiety, as, as I as well do, I would say, and I'm working on it uh, through this podcast, in fact, I will talk about that in a future episode that I've already recorded that I will release later. The way in which journaling routinely can reduce anxiety is, is something worth thinking and talking about, and I've done so, uh, and you will hear it shortly in a coming episode. So don't be afraid to to this is where the skill or this is where the 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 ability of storytelling now. You might not think of yourself as a storyteller, but here's an invitation for you to take on a new skill of storytelling. If you choose to blast through the first 3 or 4 hours of your day just as a list, got up, got the kids ready, got to school, got them to school, got out the door, came back, had a meeting, went out for coffee with a client. That's fine. Condense it into two lines because life was flying and so were you. What I would then say is key or crucial is to find the moment when something struck you and you need to then, in your writing, interject with a comment as far as how did I feel? Did I have a mood? Did I have an emotion? Did I have a thought? You know, did I walk into the coffee shop and yes, I'm married, but that barista, man, that was she was cute. And we had a nice interaction and we smiled and I tipped her. Or I sat with with my client and you know what? He's got the same problems he's had <laughs> for a year and I'm not sure I'm helping him. Maybe it's time to move on. Again, this practice, this is not something passive. This is not... Uh, a long-term investment in the stock market that you put money into and don't look at it. This is an active thing, just like parenting, I imagine, just like building a relationship with your spouse, just like exercising, just like your career. Look, if you have the wherewithal and the desire and the ability to get up every day and go to a job, you have the ability to sit down for half an hour and write your life story. And I invite you to think about the moments that pass, our in, that pass us by in our lives where we could interject in hindsight and say, you know, when that happened, I really felt rotten about that. I felt my anxiety creep up and it took me out of the flow or vice versa. You know, when I got to wake my daughter up, get her dressed and see her go to school with her friends you know, it all felt worth it. But these are thoughts that we have. I'm sure you have all kinds of thoughts just like them. You need to take a moment to write them down. It reinforces them. And most, well, not necessarily most importantly, but importantly as well, now they exist. Now they live forever on paper. Or, you know, as long as that paper survives. And you can go back to them and you can remember them and someday down the road you'll get to relive that moment that really really mattered and a year later it reminds you of what matters so again i understand that you may not be a storyteller you may not think of yourself as a writer but here's your chance to at least give it a shot and you know what no one's ever going to read it unless you want them to but i would i would say consider this completely private. Something in your life that's completely private. It's for you and you only. Take a moment to really examine the beauty and the dread of life. They happen so often together. It's incumbent on you. Humans survived by telling stories. It's incumbent on you to now tell your story. Now, I would then say you you get through the day. so let's say it's let's say it's you know seven in the morning and you've written out everything you did yesterday and you come to now it's the present. And that was what I was talking about earlier. So now you'll stop because time stopped, so to speak you've you've written up to the current moment. And then tomorrow morning you'll sit down and you'll pick it up from there. You'll pick it up from yesterday morning. The beauty of that is that um, the beauty of that is, the quality of your sleep and your earliest waking thoughts, you get to write those down pretty quick if you if you're journaling in the morning. And then like I say, you'll sit down tomorrow and pick it up once you've lived another day. I like to end my my day's journal entry. I like to end my day's journal entry with a to do. So usually by this point, I'm full of coffee and I have to run to the bathroom. But you know, again, how did you sleep? What were your earliest thoughts? What did you do? And now, what do you need to do? And that can be quick. That, that could be real quick. That could just be blah, blah, blah. And now, I have to get the kids up, get breakfast made, get them to school. Have that meeting. Got to run out, do some errands, come back. Hopefully dinner with the family tonight. Get to sleep by nine. Whatever it is. Just lay out a few point form, bullets, commas, whatever you got to use, however your brain works. What are you going to do? Because journaling, as I've said, it's an invitation to become a storyteller. It's an invitation to take control of your life. It's It's an invitation to master your time. Through journaling, you're forced to condense your day onto a page or two. And so then it becomes very easy to see or to say what's important. Where do I need to examine? Now, if things are happening routinely, if they're happening every day, they don't necessarily need to be examined if they're going well. But big moments or unique moments that happen in life, take three or four or five or six or 10 lines to write about them and what you thought and how it went. As I was saying, storytelling is something that I've grown up doing, but it may not be the case for you. But here is a chance for you now to become a storyteller. What details are important? You know, movies are an hour and a half long, roughly. We don't see every waking moment of every character's life. We see the important details. This is a chance for you to tell yourself what's important. If if you'd like a little bit more support on this, just some prompts that I wrote down. You know, how did you sleep? What were your earliest thoughts? And then what did you do? What conversations did you have today? Coworker, boss, spouse? What did you talk about? How did you feel? How did you come away from that feeling? Did you witness anything out of the ordinary on your way to work or at work? You know, did you see someone? Maybe you saw an unfortunate person walking on the side of the road, or or maybe you got a chance to see somebody you really admired. You know, engage with your life. It's It's a calling. It's an invitation to reflect and to engage on the moments that pass us by. Now, if you're in a situation where you spend time in a cubicle at work, and there's a lot of, let's say, free time there, take a moment to just say, hey, I rotted away in my cubicle from 10 to noon, and then I had lunch. That's fair. But in that moment where you were disengaged with life, where did your mind go? What did you, how did you kill that time? And is that a productive or constructive way to kill that time? I'm not judging you. I have had office jobs. In fact, I still do a part-time gig where I'm in an office environment a few days a week. It's very easy to get sucked into Twitter or sucked into just like checking your stock portfolio or, you know, any number of just time wasting things. And we can't expect ourselves to be not falling victim to that kind of thing. It's so easy. But at least it's a moment that you can take and you can write that down and say, hey, from 10 to noon, I did not do anything. I went up and down the Twitter timeline. You know, I watched, I watched my investments slowly deflate, or I watched one that seems to be growing. But then, hey, I went out for lunch with so-and-so, and and we had a great conversation about this, and it got me thinking about this. And then, blah, 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 from one to three, again, I did nothing, slow day today. Interject with those moments when you felt strongly about anything. This is a call to examine the details of your life and tell your story. The name of this podcast is Self-Control, How to Build a Better Life. Journaling is perhaps one of the simplest and yet most active ways that you can take control of your life. If you want to live a better life, taking control of your mind, I mean, that's probably the first step, honestly. And I spoke about breathing and we'll come back to mindful breathing in a later episode, but here's a chance for you to control your time, control your story, and you can control how you see things. And I'll get into this as we go, but I, I truly believe that how you see the world is simply a reflection of how you see yourself. The world is neutral. Now, if you're cynical, you're saying, well, no, the world is the world is a bad place. It's an evil place. I got to keep my family safe. Okay. That's a reflection on your own paranoia. On your own experiences. And I'm not saying that they're right or wrong. Through journaling, you can frame your thoughts as you like. Now, that can lead to an echo chamber. That can lead to furthering your bias. Or if you're unhappy and you know it, and you really want to show it to yourself, you'll be honest with yourself hey, I always seem to have negative thoughts around this. Or I always feel positive about this. It doesn't, truly it doesn't matter. I'm never going to read this, so you can write whatever you want, but just write. And it only works if you're honest and you're frank. It's an invitation to control. It's an invitation to be honest. It's an invitation to build a better life with a pen and a piece of paper. So again, make it a routine. Make it a habit. Sit down when when you have the time and write. Track metrics, sleep, eating, weather, sex, consumption, exercise, weight. Whatever is important to you that you think you need to track, track it. And then simply answer the question, how did you sleep today? And then what were my earliest thoughts? And then what did you do? And what moments require a deeper examination and a reframing? And then simply end with to-do list. Master your time, take control of your story, and be honest. Anyway, I hope that helps. Journaling is something that I've really, really enjoyed doing. It's allowed me to improve my life greatly. I think there's probably one more episode in me at least about specifically how that has happened. But uh, I wanted to get something out that's constructive and productive for you to improve your life. So thank you for listening to Self-Control, How to Build a Better Life. And until next time, remember, better is possible.